welcome back to Twinning Out. Today's episode will be a good one. Mostly a rant, I think. Simone is yes. mostly going to do the talking, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, today's episode will be about the Kardashians. Now, everyone has, like, their distinct opinion on the Kardashians. Like, you either really like them, mm. or you really hate them, or you r- don't truly care. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> really I kind of envy those who don't care. I, but I, I think I fall into that category nowadays. That the don't really care category. I don't know if you do. I think I'm more yeah. don't care slash annoyed, but like I uh, I, I don't care you're, that you're much. cusp. You're yeah, cusp. I'm on the cusp. Yeah, but first we have to get to our tweets of the week. Oh yes, of course. Who's going first? Okay, <laughs> so I guess I'll start with mine. Um, this tweet really keys into my one of my biggest pet peeves: mm. chewing with your mouth open. Simone, I think, hates it way more than me because even if you're chewing with your mouth closed and she can hear you chewing, she'll give you like a literal death stare. It's, it's disgusting. And I agree, but sometimes you really can't change it because you're chewing with your mouth closed already. Anyway, so the tweet is from um, at Vic underscore Moser, and it says, it costs $0.00 to chew with your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was reading the replies, and someone says, also costs $0.00 to ignore someone when they're chewing with their mouth open. And then someone responded to them, it's about to cost me life in prison. Close your damn mouth when you chew. (laughs) I felt like I had to mention that because I feel the way that person feels. Like, I shouldn't be able to hear that. Exactly. It's gross. It's it's disgusting. And then when people, ugh, the worst is when you say, (laughs) chew with your mouth closed, please. And then they do like a, like obnoxious, just like chewing with their mouth open thing because they're trying to annoy you. It's rude. I feel like that's never happened to me. Well, it's only with like my family. siblings. My friends don't do that. Oh, sometimes our friends have done that to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this is just worse. Oh. Okay, well, my tweet of the week is from at Nikki Calloway, with two Ys. Um, and she says, you're not alive just to work, pay bills, and lose weight. Which... Amen. Wow. Amen. I was at work when I got this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this and I was like, wow, I just wholeheartedly agree um and the losing weight thing will kind of tie into some of what i'll talk about during today's podcast Hmm. um but yes let's get into the tea i'm gonna try my best not to rant i really tried to script this out and like (laughs) i really tried to um structure this in a way that like is easy to follow i'll be quoting a lot of uh articles i found so i'll be amplifying a lot of other voices and throwing in my opinions here and there Okay, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. So, first of all, I think it's important to preface this with the fact that I really started out on the other end of the spectrum, okay? Indeed. (laughs) When Keeping Up the Kardashians was on Netflix, I don't think it still is. But when it was on Netflix, like the first 10, 11, maybe 12 seasons were on Netflix, I watched every second of it. We both did. Not once but twice yeah okay it was a frequent watch you'll never catch me saying that it's not entertaining because it's incredibly entertaining right. and i've hit some low points where i go back or like i'm sc- this actually i don't remember actually when's the last time i watched cable tv but like mm-hmm. maybe a few years ago like i'd be sitting in the basement or something or i'd be sitting on the couch and i'd be like watching some tv and i'd see keeping up the kardashians was on and i'd watch a little bit of that be- right a little bit of it because it's quite entertaining. I mean, reality TV is entertaining. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's important to preface the fact that I started out liking them and like there are a few reasons why I liked them. I found some solace in Chloe. She's probably my favorite if I was going to pick one. Um, I related to her struggles with her weight. Um, and I just sort of liked that she was like a little bit different than her sisters. And so I sort of related to her the most. And I liked her attitude. I liked her sass. I like how she didn't really take BS from anybody. <laughs> yeah, she's um, and I thought the rest of them were like fun or nice or whatever. I live for the tea. So frankly, I really liked all the drama. Reality yeah. TV, I don't really watch a lot of it. We just watched The Bachelor pretty much, but I do love the drama. Yeah. I, I also liked Courtney too. I felt like she was kind of like Chloe and that she like had like a doesn't really care about anything that doesn't have to do with her kind of attitude and like mm. her sass and stuff. And then how she was like the oldest and I don't know, she just felt really kind of like put together to me. And then <laughs> we also used to watch like wasn't it like Courtney and Chloe take Miami or something? Yes. Uh, like yeah, yes. I remember that. So yeah, yes. we were like we were into the show. We were we were kind of into it. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Um. I also naively kind of took comfort in the fact that they seemed to like black people because they had like lots of black friends and they dated black guys. So I was like, oh, they're not racist. Nice. Like, yeah, I just took comfort in that. Um. And then ironically, I also liked the fact that they weren't super skinny model type. So they weren't the super skinny model type that I was so used to seeing like being propped up in the media. This is like a few years ago or a while ago. So before like Slim Thick really hit the top of the attractiveness scale and before like models and bigger bodies were like normalized. Um... <clears throat> So they had curves and I liked that because, again, a little bit more relatable than like a model type, if you will. Little did I know that body image and black culture would literally become the two non-starters for me about the Kardashians. So the things that I liked about them are ironically the reasons why I don't really like them anymore. Um, and I think things turned for me about them once Kylie Jenner rose to fame with her lip kits and with that cornrow Instagram picture that she posted that Amanda Stenberg responded to, which I will get to. But after that, I sort of, my opinions about them really changed. And that was, I think, in 2015. So that was the turning point. Um, okay, so my, my main qualm with them basically is the fact that they appear to care more about their own people and their brand and the money that they make than anything else. Now, their brand is a business so when it comes to business money is basically the only goal so they operate their family sort of like a business and a brand and they'll exploit whatever they have to in order to make money and stay in the public eye like you really can't go online or on snapchat or whatever like if you go on the daily mail snapchat there's rarely ever a day where the kardashians aren't in there at least once and that's by design. They're supposed to garner as much publicity as possible in order to make more money. Now with superstardom comes cult fans and the Kardashians have millions of them. So I genuinely don't think that they have to care about people who don't like what they do. As long as they make their money and keep the majority of their supporters happy and on their side, they don't have to change. So they won't. It's very similar to how businesses behaved during this Black Lives Matter movement. 
They're going to do the bare minimum to keep the bulk of their consumers happy and avoid any direct racism accusations, but then they're going to go right back to business as usual without any genuine attempt at a culture change because they simply don't have to. As long as their bottom line is met, they're fine. They really don't have to go beyond the bare minimum. Which is basically what I feel like the Kardashians have done. They haven't used their platforms in the way that I think they probably should. They're arguably the most famous family, most powerful family, I'd say, in the Hollywood situation. Yeah, pop culture. Right, regardless of how controversial they may be, mm -hmm. they have a lot of power and a lot of social capital, and the fact that they're not really using that in a way that they can is off. Yeah, and you can argue in the way that they should, because their children are all half black, like right. most of them. So, like, the fact that they aren't being as outspoken about you know, the realities of what their kids' lives are going to be like, no matter how popular they are, is kind of appalling to me. That's, like, my main thing with them. Like, they have, like, black children and they aren't speaking up about black issues. Yeah. To my next point, they surround themselves with black people, but they don't actually make an effort to understand the black experience. They care about the black people they come into contact with and create relationships with, but they don't care about black people as a whole or... A general population. Their out-of-touchness also has to do with being a celebrity for so long, I think, and you mm -hmm. sort of lose touch with what it's like to be a normal person. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I'm assuming <laughs> that's what it's like. But their lack of basic knowledge with the black experience has one pretty popular example, which is Kendall's Pepsi ad. That was pretty bad, and that isn't just Kendall's fault, obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the people who made the ad didn't have a single black person in the room because otherwise they probably would have figured out that it was really out of touch and just not a good idea. You're making light of this movement. But yeah, just that sort of a distance from like the black experience. Like you're so obsessed with black culture to the point where you'll take from it, but you don't care enough about it in order to advocate for the less popular, more lethal if you will parts of the black experience yeah they're kind of like the prime example of like people in the media loving black culture but not loving black people they genuinely don't seem to understand why their appropriation of black culture is harmful or offensive to black people so they just delve out their apologies without apologizing and go right back to business very much like how businesses actually uh behave they don't understand why darkening their skin to look more like their black children is damaging, which I, oh, is like beyond me. I don't even understand. <laughs> like, I mean, just because you're married to a black man and just because you have black children doesn't mean that you are black now. Yeah. And doesn't mean that you can sort of darken your skin to look more like your daughter. That's just problematic. Yeah. And I don't really understand where the logic for that came from. Um, I do want to note that, like, do I think they're bad people? No. Do I think that they're ignorant people? Yes. And at what point are ignorance and malice indistinguishable? Mm. Because Hanlon's Razor says that you should never attribute malice to something that can be attributed to ignorance. But at some point, you're willfully ignorant behavior is indistinguishable from you simply not caring to the point of malice. So mm -hmm. this leads me into the cultural appropriation part. As I said before, like the two things that are non-starters for me about the Kardashians are is their appropriation of black culture and 
they're profiting off of diet culture in an unhealthy way so this will sort of be split into two parts part one being cultural appropriation okay so unfortunately in this day and age black features are more profitable on white bodies than they are on black bodies and the kardashians profit off of this harsh truth regardless of whether they're conscious of it or not so first what is cultural appropriation according to wikipedia Cultural appropriation is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture by members of another culture. This can be controversial when members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. So while people in the regular world personally appropriate maybe by putting, by like maybe a white girl putting her hair in cornrows um, or wearing a headdress to Coachella, the main problem with the Kardashians doing so is that they, one, have an insanely large platform, which normalizes this behavior for the hundreds of millions of people who follow them, and two, they profit off of this appropriation, often at the expense of smaller business women of color, or even just women of color or people of color in general, specifically black people. Um, now I'll be sort of quoting this Marie Claire article that I found by Alexis Dent called It's Not Just Kylie Jenner, These Five Kardashian Enterprises Have Been Appropriated from Black Culture. So first, regarding Kim's winter 2014 paper magazine cover, it's a cover of her with- I remember that. Yes. Uh, it, was it champagne or something? I think it was champagne. Yes. Sorry. But basically her butt is just like out. Quote, her cover was shocking, but mostly due to the racist undertones and implicit mockery of black women. Women like Sarah Sardsgy Bartman, who was paraded around Europe during the 19th century and used as a freak show exhibit due to her large shelf-like bottom. Sarah was simultaneously mocked, sexualized, and profited off of. And to this day, black women still receive criticism for their large backsides, the same shape that white women are now making trendy. Kim's participation in racial fetishization, whether unknowingly or not, alongside notorious photographer Jean-Paul Goud, further confirms that the Kardashians may not fully consider the impact of their actions before capitalizing on new opportunities. She's received idolization for her figure in a way that women of color have never been given in earnest." End quote. Absolutely. Which is the main problem of cultural appropriation, basically. When the culture where these things naturally occur, or where these features naturally occur, rather, when they're insulted or put down for those features but then when those features appear on a white woman on the dominant or on the dominant culture they're suddenly praised and seen as something to aspire to that's where the problem lies okay so chloe kardashian has a denim brand called good american and dent says quote at first glance chloe kardashian's denim brand is a cool girl fashion line with unique designs for all body types but look a little closer and you'll find yourself questioning whether chloe stole the designs right out of the hands of entrepreneur destiny blue Apparently, imitation is the best form of flattery, but when a woman of color grinds to land her designs on the likes of Beyonce, Meghan Trainor, and the ladies of Fifth Harmony, she deserves some credit. Blue's work appears to have been repackaged and sold as revolutionary new duds designed by a Kardashian, and it's not okay. Guess the name Good American is apt, considering that appropriating cultures and subsequently profiting off them is about as American as it gets. End quote. <laughs> drag us. Yes, drag as us. As you should, though. As you really should. <laughs> But the Kardashians have been accused of this a lot for taking ideas, not even just from black entrepreneurs, but even like Kylie Jenner's lip kits have been accused of stealing like ColourPop's formula or something. Oh. And Jeffree Star was accusing her of, 
her packaging looks very similar to his stuff mm. like that so like part of me wants to say that they have business savviness but part of me also is aware of the fact that their stuff isn't actually as original as you might think it is mm. mm-hmm. so they sort of they just capitalize off of I guess taking from smaller things yeah. making them huge where to the point where the smaller creator doesn't actually have the power to go up against them. Yeah. And then more specifically, I guess, on Kim Kardashian, more Kim Kardashian examples, um, Medium.com has an article called Kim Kardashian West Just Stop, Signed Black Culture by Whitney Elise. And she says, quote, being married to a black man and having what the world will consider black children does not make you entitled to black culture. It will always be problematic no matter what she does or when she does it, especially given her flippant deal with it attitude end quote which i think is part of what's super <laughs> frustrating yeah it's that they've been told this multiple times before this is offensive this is appropriation you're being insensitive and they sort of are just like mm, okay like they don't address it unless it gets big enough and it, when they do address it it's very i apologize if i offended anyone that yeah, was never my I intention say that. the intention is not the problem the impact is the problem exactly they're like two different things right yeah it's just so frustrating especially when like as i said before when they have black children and i guess i never thought about it in the way that they think they're entitled to black culture which i think is accurate but it's the fact that they don't understand and their children are black for me it just rubs me the wrong way like if you don't understand black culture and you're not willing to educate yourself on it for your kids like then you're not going to do it for anyone Mm. oh that's deep and then Elise also says, quote, earlier this year, 2018, she posted this pic of her, barely clad, as we have come to expect her in all of her exhibitionism, with a head full of cornrows and beads, calling them Boderic braids. First and foremost, those braids are called Fulani braids, or at the minimum, cornrows. They are a hairstyle popularized by the Fula people of Western Africa. They are an ancient hairstyle embedded with meaning and identity that have been around for hundreds of years. They certainly didn't start in 1979, and certainly not by Bo Derek's appropriating behind either. End quote. So not only are you ignoring the uproar that comes from your appropriation of this culture, but you're not even aware of what they're actually called, or you're attributing it to the first person who famously appropriated it in the first place. Mm. Such a problem. Yeah. And at this point... Even back then, 2018, you have all the information you could possibly need at your fingertips. So if you're purposely not going farther than, oh, okay, Bo Derek was the first person I saw with these braids. If you're not going any further than that, that's really just on you. Yeah. It really isn't on anyone else to educate you. Yeah, there's simply no excuse. Yeah. So, um, and then in 2015, I had referenced this before Kylie posted a picture to her Instagram in which she's wearing cornrows and Amanda Stenberg who if you don't know plays Rue in the Hunger Games posted a comment saying quote when you appropriate black features and culture but fail to use your position of power to help black Americans by directing attention towards your wigs instead of police brutality or racism hashtag white girls do it better end quote Kylie just responds quote mad if I don't mad if I do go hang with Jaden or something end quote Thank you for not even addressing the problem. Yeah, it's because she knows she's wrong. <laughs> right. It's just sort of like deflecting to somewhere else. Yeah, and mad if I don't, mad if I do. When has she spoken out about these things? I, I don't actually think I'd be mad if she didn't. She says, mad if I don't, mad if I do. I'm not mad if you don't. 
Oh. <laughs> like, I can understand why she might... When you're in the public eye like that, you're going to get criticized for everything that you do. But when it's coming from a legitimate place, mm, you should probably just take awareness of that. Like, no one's saying something stupid. Like, they're saying, this is appropriation of our culture. Can you please be aware of that? So. Um, and then earlier in 2015, she posted this photo of her with darker skin, which in the photo shoot was using a black light in neon lights. To which she captioned, quote, what I wish I looked like all the time, thank you, end quote. And people accused her of wearing blackface. She deleted the post and then she uploaded another photo from the shoot and told people to calm down. I remember that. I don't remember that. I distinctly remember that. And it's even worse because she's like, this is what I wish I looked like all the time. I'm like, yeah, we know. (laughs) We (laughs) truly know. But that doesn't make it okay. (laughs) And if you haven't seen Amanda Stenberg's video on YouTube, it's called Don't Cash Crop My Cornrows, you should watch it. She describes cultural appropriation as occurring when a style leads to racist generalizations or stereotypes where it originated, but is deemed as high fashion, cool, or funny when the privileged take it for themselves. So I'm going to spare you any more examples of their appropriation because it truly goes on and on. But if you really do care about all the examples, you can easily just Google the Kardashians and cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. and much will come up. It's just disturbing to me how a family can be so obsessed with black culture and with the majority of them parenting black children, they can still be so flippant about disrespecting their own children's culture, basically. Right. Um, I think that it's hard to be a celebrity and always be criticized for what you're doing. But I think that when it's coming from a valid place, as I said before, and when people are continually telling you, not that they're just annoyed, but that you're appropriating their culture and that it has a real effect because you do have such a large platform, you should probably pay attention to that Mm -hmm. and show that you care rather than just saying, oh, okay, sorry if I offended anyone and then not changing your behavior Mm -hmm. because then your apology really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And then I wanted to address, like, I guess the biggest thing that Kim Kardashian has done, I guess, for black culture, if you will, um, at least recently. So, or for black people. Or for black people, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Alice Johnson, and this information is all based on what I found in a Harper's Bazaar article, but Alice Johnson is a 65-year-old woman who was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for a nonviolent drug-related crime. She was convicted in 1996 on eight criminal counts stemming from a Memphis-based cocaine trafficking operation involving more than a dozen people. And she was sentenced to life in prison in 1997. Kim found out about this because there was a, a campaign already started by the ACLU and I think Mike, Mike.com. Oh. And they were trying to get her out of prison because she'd already paid her debt to the society. She'd been in prison for like 20 years. Um... And she had already tried to get granted clemency from the Obama administration, but she didn't get the clemency. And so she was trying again with Trump's presidency. So Kim hired a new team of lawyers on her behalf to try and get her clemency granted by Trump. And clemency is the power of a president in federal criminal cases and the governor and state convictions to pardon a person convicted of a crime, commute the sentence, which is shorten it off it often to time already served, or reduce it from death to another lesser sentence, according to dictionary.law.com. So Kim visited the White House on Johnson's birthday, which was May 30th, 2018, to speak with Trump about prison reform and sentencing. And then on June 6th of that same year, 
Trump commuted her sentence and she was released from prison. I think that that's an amazing thing to do and I have faith in the fact that Kim did it because she truly wanted to help Alice Johnson and give her the rest of her life back. She's like a great grandmother. She wants to spend time with her family. She's dedicating her life now to like criminal justice reform. Um, but my question is, if you're truly passionate about this, why not shift your platform from what it is now to advocating for prison reform and criminal justice reform completely? Or at least more than you are right now. Yeah, I think she has at least a bit. I mean, I don't really follow them, so I'm not really 100% sure. But I think she has at least a bit. Because I know she's like, she was in like a, the law program or something. And right, so I been... think that she's trying to become a lawyer. Yes, yes. But, but my question is, yes, your empire is built off of sort of makeup, beauty, that sort of situation. But you genuinely have the luxury to pick whatever you're passionate about to invest your time in because you're set for life you don't really need any more money so my question is why are you doing these endorsements like the fit tees and stuff that i'm about to get into why are you wasting your time doing that when you could be doing these much greater things that you're obviously capable of and have a lot of power with like why why are you um, picking those i guess because it's kind of hard to switch what you're doing like i'm guessing that she wants to do both you know like her brand that you mentioned that was based off of like makeup skincare beauty and stuff like that and then um doing the prison reform as well like along with it i think at least that's the that's what she's trying to do so she doesn't want to just give up one i guess she doesn't have to give it up i guess but like it's not even half and half i don't think probably not but i guess that's what she's built off of so maybe i'm not really sure right but I, it's not like anyone's going to forget about KKW beauty. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to note with celebrities that a lot of what they do is for publicity. They have to keep their fans somewhat happy, their sponsors happy, in order to keep the money coming and not be canceled or lose their spot in the limelight. So when I see what she did with Alice Johnson, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like wow she really gave this woman her life back but i'm also in the back of my mind i'm like okay but there's probably also some ulterior motive either to help fend off some people who think that they don't care about other people black people specifically or to help neutralize the ignorance that they display surrounding black culture etc i just think that with celebrities you always sort of have to think about there's publicity there's an opportunity for there's an opportunity for publicity here and it's important that, to not ignore that. Mm. So, um, I think that if they were truly passionate about this, more so than just this one case, their actions would speak for themselves. Like, I wouldn't have to guess about where their intentions lie because they speak up so much about it that their intentions are clear through their actions. As I said before, they have the luxury to focus on only what they're passionate about because they're set for life on the money front, but they choose to remain ignorant in the places that benefit them because their willful ignorance allows them to make a profit. Mm -hmm. So you may care about prison reform. You may think that the prison system needs to be changed in order to actually serve its purpose. But I guess when it comes to advocating for black culture, you can't really pick and choose which you, which you will advocate for and which you won't. What do you mean, which you'll advocate for? Like, like if you're going to, you're big on prison reform, I guess, which isn't, I guess, just about black people, but it's in entwined with, like, racial justice. 
that's great, but then you're going to, on the other side, appropriate black culture, make a profit off of it, and pretend that it doesn't exist. Right. Like, right. part of me is like, okay, that's great that you're doing this one thing on this one side, but you should also tie in your personal life and stop harming the culture that yeah. you not only are obsessed with, but that you're also trying to help on this other front. I agree. So. I agree. And then in regarding, like, the current Black Lives Matter movement... They've had the opportunity to put some criticism to rest pretty easily <laughs> with really using their platforms for good and advocacy after the murder of George Floyd, but they haven't actually harnessed that opportunity in the way that they probably should have. They posted a few posts about the movement, quote or two, and then went right back to the scheduled programming. And not even every celebrity has done that. Like, they can't even argue that, like, okay, but most celebrities are doing that. Selena Gomez, who has pretty much the same amount of followers on Instagram as Kylie Jenner, her Instagram is flooded with posts urging people to use their vote for good in primaries and in November spreading and amplifying back voices, etc. Like, she hasn't really stopped. Mm -hmm. And even Justin Bieber publicly acknowledged that he benefits from black culture and the music he sings, clothes he wears, etc. Okay, like, you have big celebrities, huge names, admitting that they benefit from black culture, using their huge platforms to advocate for black culture, so there's really not an excuse for not for not only doing the bare minimum, but also not acknowledging that you benefit from black culture in a way that black people can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I find it really hard to look on the good side or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always hard to support people when you don't know how they feel about like your people. Yeah. <laughs> and, like you. So like for me, like that's kind of a big reason I can't really like in engage in their platforms because. They don't really care about us. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, rip to Amy Duncan. <laughs> oh my god, that was so frustrating. <laughs> I really liked her too. I thought she was great as Amy Duncan. Yeah. Lee Allen Baker is basically pro-police and anti-wearing a mask. But Bob Duncan is not. <laughs> Eric Allen. <laughs> That's all we her. need to know. <laughs> At least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> and then the second front, which is body image. This is probably what I feel like more people would agree with if from just like a human well-being standpoint. Um, because some people don't believe that cultural appropriation is a thing, but I feel like promoting harmful products to people who you're supposed to care about is something that more people can fall in line with. Right. So here we go. I mean, I, I will say as well with like Fit Tea, I think everyone has been a sponsor for Fit Tea or whatever. Right. I used to see that crap everywhere. Right. I mean, the Kardashians are the the main focus of this episode, but anyone who promotes the Fit Tea, I have a problem with. I have a problem with you some pr promoting products that aren't FDA approved and aren't, that you, you, you probably don't even use that. So what are we doing? True. It's, <laughs> it's not fit FDA approved. According to Jamila Jamil. Yikes. As I mentioned before, the Kardashians don't need any more money than they already have. Yet they continue to capitalize on their influence to sell known harmful diet products and supplements, they're basically laxatives, to their mostly young, impressionable audience. Now, it's common knowledge that fit teas, tummy wraps, weight loss shakes, etc. I've even seen some weight loss lollipops. What the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> it's common knowledge that those things don't work, but people will buy them anyway, especially if their favorite celebrity endorses the product. Now, let me preface by saying this. I hate commenting on people's bodies, so I'll say this. 
I don't have a problem with their bodies or their expression of their sexuality, whatever, but I do have a problem with advertising harmful products to encourage people to look like you. I have a problem with profiting off of harmful products and claiming that you use them when you don't and putting your followers, who you should care about, even just a little bit, in danger, all for a paycheck that you ultimately don't need. Right, but I also, well, for the whole, like, paycheck thing, I think just because you have money doesn't mean you should stop making money. I don't think you should stop making money, but you don't have to make money off of this. You right. make money off your, they're not not making money from their businesses. Right. So you're taking a known harmful sponsorship for $250,000? Wasn't right. one of them, like, a post from one of them is, like, $250,000 or something? Something like that. I think that was with the, uh... Orange Tile? For fire festival? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what if we did that episode on the fire festival? The fire festival guy went to our high school. <laughs> yes, he did. You should watch the documentaries. They're very entertaining. Um. Anyway. Yeah. And then also on like the Instagram front or whatnot, like you use Facetune, Photoshop, and yeah, people know that those are commonly in use on Instagram more often than not. But it doesn't actually diminish the damage done by seeing them these bodies and comparing them to your own and then when you're given the opportunity to potentially look like these women that you idolize why wouldn't you take it mm. mm-hmm. jamila jamil who is an actress from the good place um haven't seen that yet i should probably watch it um she's probably the celebrity who i agree with the most when it comes to body image issues and advocacy for the dismantling of weight stigma i also listened to the food psych podcast to help me through my struggles and recently read anti-diet which was written by the creator of the food psych podcast christy harrison so if you're struggling with your body image weight stigma i highly suggest listening to those things and also unfollowing people like the kardashians or other celebrities that you might follow who make you feel bad about yourself, or promote unhealthy things. Right. Okay, moving on. There's a Teen Vogue article by Brittany McNamara called Jamila Jamil called out Khloe Kardashian and a detox tea company for promoting unhealthy products. And basically what happened, quote, the brand posted a photo of Christina Grasso, an outspoken survivor and anti-eating disorder advocate, on their Instagram using hashtag detox and hashtag retox under a photo of her in a bubble bath drinking a glass of wine. Christina called out the brand for using her to promote potentially dangerous products, and Jamila and others hopped on board, calling for the post to be taken down. Quote, as an eating disorder survivor and advocate, I am fundamentally against things such as weight loss teas, end quote, Christina told Newsweek. Quote, they are dangerous, not only psychologically, but also reinforce the outdated idea that thinner is better and at the expense of one's health. For such a brand to use my image to promote this product was not a great move. That said, I hope it serves as a learning experience and we can all do better, end quote. And then Jamila said something that I thought was like important because I think that it's easy for me to hate on people for being proponents of diet culture with but i also have to recognize that diet culture is literally everywhere and it's almost right. impossible to grow up in this society and not buy in at some point right so jamila said quote it's incredibly awful that this industry bullied you until you became this fixated on your appearance that's the media's fault but now please don't put that back into the world and hurt other girls the way you have been hurt end quote facts um Wait, so who is she talking to? She's talking to the Kardashians. Okay. And since the Kardashians are in, like, the spotlight, they sort of have to fit into this certain weight, and their body has to look a certain way, but it's destructive to put that message back out into the world, um, even though I know that in order for them to 
stop doing that, they'd have to probably look within themselves and figure out what way diet culture is sort of playing in their world. I don't know. Just from like a general note, it's incredibly hard to find content and even articles that don't push this idea that in order to be fit, you have to be smaller than you are right now. So it's really hard to get yourself out of this cycle of thinking that you're helping others by encouraging them to lose weight. But even if you thought you were being helpful and encouraging someone to lose weight, the methods you're advertising aren't safe. Right. So theoretically, you could think you're doing a good thing by encouraging people to lose weight to be healthier, which isn't the case. But do so in a different way than you should drink this fit tea and basically poop yourself because that's what like laxatives do. And then lastly, there's a Newsweek article by Hannah Preston called Khloe Kardashian continues to promote detox tea on Instagram after previously deleting ad. And she basically captioned this photo and you know, it's like the classic sponsorship photo where she's like posing or posing in the mirror with the fit tea or like the powder, um, the powder with the package of powder there with like her blender bottle with the drink in it, but they're never actually drinking it or whatever. Um, she captioned it, quote, okay, you guys, I've been putting in work, adding in at flat tummy comb meal replacement shakes, and I'm seriously feeling so good. My energy is up, my cravings are controlled, and I actually feel like I'm a total tummy knockout, end quote. That's from 2019. I think that my main problem is that they don't even use the product. I don't, like, I guess it'd be different if you use the product and you were genuinely recommending it, but you don't and jamila even said because she's been offered these sponsorships before right and she's like they literally offer you a nutritionist a a personal trainer all these things and then they're like all you have to do is say that you got this body from our shakes oh okay so there's like evidence as to the fact that you probably don't have to use it to be a sponsor Right. Okay. Or in that, even if you did use it, they're going to give you other methods right. that you're not going to advertise in the advertisement. Not, I got a personal trainer, a personal nutritionist, and I use these shakes. No, these shakes are helping me, and I just work out a couple times a week, basically. Right. So it's not full disclosure. Um, and then Chloe has also deleted one of uh, Jamila Jamil's comments on her post, which called her irresponsible um for using her platform to promote these things which to me <laughs> really screams that they just care more about the check than they do about the well-being of the people who follow them mm -hmm. because i mean at that point if you're deleting it you know that maybe what she's saying is true or that maybe you should look into it a little further if these things are actually harmful and then you're just deleting it it's mm -hmm. like okay it feels like you don't really care and i think you don't have to care what celebrities think or what they advertise. But one, it's important to note that the Kardashians have a mainly young following who are impressionable. And two, I think you should care about the people who put you in the pedestal that you're at. Mm. And that you not doing so shows that they shouldn't really care about you anymore. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, I don't think the Kardashians are bad people. I don't think they're set out to hurt anyone or offend anyone, but their ability to ignore the complaints that are made about their behavior and their ability to pick and choose what they pay attention to and what aspects of black culture to advocate for and what aspects to ignore tells me that they only care to the point that doesn't mess up their brand. Because admitting that they benefit from black culture in the way that they do would require them to admit that most of their success is at the expense of the black community. 
And their addition, I guess, to diet culture is something that runs a little deeper. I think that until they recognize how much of a part diet culture plays in their lives and in their success, there won't be a change in their behavior on that front. I think our whole society, frankly, needs a makeover in terms of diet culture, but I frankly don't know if slash when that will come. Untangling diet culture is more of a personal journey and really only comes up if you seek it out yourself and you're ready to accept it. Otherwise, you'll just write it off and keep it pushing. So I don't expect any change on that front anytime soon or ever, frankly. Not as long as they are a part of a celebrity culture and a society that lifts up those who are skinny or slim thick while tearing into someone who isn't those things. Um, and then lastly, I guess I'll always feel some type of way about the Kardashians and people will always be attracted to them and their image. I mean, they're rich, they're pretty, they're successful. Like, I totally understand why people like them and pay attention to them and watch their show. It's nice to aspire to be something like them. And you'll never be at a shortage of divisive opinions about the Kardashians. And honestly, that's what they want. As long as they're in the public eye, they're making money and gaining the publicity that they desire. But I think it's important now more than ever to keep celebrities and people with such large platforms accountable and hope that one day they understand where we're coming from and change their actions. And that's, frankly, all we can do. Yeah. You can just hope for growth and knowledge and education. Yeah, which is why I don't think that just ignoring them and hope they get the message eventually is the right thing to do. Right. Keeping them accountable. Especially now we're really holding everyone accountable mm -hmm. for their past actions, their current actions. I think that eventually, hopefully, maybe they'll get the message, but I don't think insulting them is the way to go about it. I think just trying to be like, this is harmful for these reasons. Right. Please pay attention to what we're saying. Yeah, and like, here's what you can do. Right. I just wish that they used their insane platform for better things. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, check out our tweets of the week. We'll be retweeting them on Twitter. And yeah. Yes, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week and stay safe. Yep. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye.